Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome back to the broadcasting legend, Storm and Norm Rumack, and welcome to a new show on the Fired Up Network, Beyond the Score. Now, here it is. Don't send me emails. Do not send Norm emails. Norm had a very uh, hectic, busy, busy, and traumatic last couple months. I'm going to give the floor to Norm. He could say whatever he wants, but this will be the only time we talk about this. So, Norm, nice to have you back. Here you go. Yeah, great to be back, Joe. Thanks very much. And uh, thanks to friends, great friends, loyal friends like Joe Pasek, who's able to get through a tough stretch, had some uh, mental health issues. And uh, anyways, I managed to work through it. And I would just say to anybody out there, if you're not feeling comfortable uh, in terms of your, your mental health, there's things bothering you. Find a friend, uh, a relative, a doctor, find someone who, you, there's always people you can talk to. You can go to a walk-in clinic uh, or there's, you know, distress lines you can call. Just find someone, just talk, because talking is very healing and remedial. And uh, don't wait until you find yourself uh, in a really uh, challenging situation. If you're getting suicidal thoughts, I, I dealt with that. Then talk to somebody. You can even go into an emergency ward of a hospital and tell them you want to speak to uh, uh, the uh, psychiatry or psychology folks find someone to talk to you know there's there's you can you can make a comeback from tough situations things going on in your life friends family whatever the situation is find someone to talk to don't don't give up uh, you can turn your life around and inspire other people that's what I've tried to do and thanks to, like I say my family <clears throat> um, and uh, good friends like Joe Pasek and Howard Berger and others who I didn't even think about my friend Rosa Mayer and uh, uh, another lady friend who wrote inspiring notes in Howard's blog, uh, Lara. Anyways, I got a lot of great friends I, that I just didn't realize cared that much. So if you've got issues, things that are bothering you, need to talk, there's lots of people who listen to you. Your clergyman, your priest, your rabbi, your imam, whoever, whatever your faith is, just find someone to talk to. And you're taking big steps to recovery. So I just want to mention that. And like I said, I've got great friends like Joe, Joe Pasek here. We've been like brothers for like 25 years. And, uh, uh, he really helped me out a lot. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. And it's great to be back on, that's for sure, and especially on the Fired Up Network. And congratulations. Your uh, Fired Up Network has grown exponentially. All your hard work and patience is paying off. And you deserve big-time praise for that, Joe. Congratulations. All right. Well, we'll talk about that as we close out the show. We got a couple major, major announcements. But uh, yeah, if you're going through a hard time, remember, reach out. Don't, don't, you know, and now with outside of COVID and look what's happening in this world. Uh, somebody, somebody's out there going to help you. Like Norm says, could you visit a doctor, a hospital and all that? But reach out to your best friend. You know, your best friend doesn't sometimes doesn't know what you're going through. Just aid hey, can uh, can I talk to you about something? I'm really struggling. He's never going to say, he or she will never say no. If Sometimes your own family doesn't know because yeah. you're embarrassed or you're reluctant to tell them, but you'd be surprised, you know, people, maybe not everybody, but you'll find people who rally around you. If you've got one or two friends, like my parents always told me, if you've got one or two real friends, they're good times and bad times, you've done better than most. So that's the reality. You're not going to have 10 or 20 or 30 friends. I mean, I had more than what I ever thought I did have, but uh, the reality is you have one or two loyal friends who will stick with you through good and bad. You've done exceptionally well, and you can be grateful to the good Lord you have that. So reach out to those people, family, friends, or go to your whoever your faith leader is and uh, or 
go into a hospital. There's people who will talk and listen. They'll help you out. So do that. Please do that. Okay. All right. Thanks, Joe. Norm, Norm, you're lucky you had a guy named Yeshu. All right. So uh, on, on that note, let, let's first start off a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago was the Super Bowl already. I'm still waiting, by the way. I just turned 50. February 8th, I turned 50. I'm expecting a huge, huge uh, yeah. present from you, and, and I still haven't received it. When am I going to receive it? Well, I've already told you, Joe. It's like, geez, it's like you're nagging me and nagging me. I said I'd take you out to, to China. Swiss Chalet. We should get them as a sponsor, Swiss Joe. Chalet. Swiss Chalet for a nice chicken dinner. I'll take you and your wonderful, beautiful, lovely, intelligent sister, Betty. Eric wants to come along. Eric Cole wants to come along. You want to well, be for him? Too? I know a lot of guys who want to come along, but uh, Betty is happily married with the three beautiful kids and whatnot. And, and by the and, way, uh, husband quite well. Mike, good fella, really good guy. So anyway, but yeah, Betty is uh, uh, Betty's also a great friend, and she was uh, uh, very concerned and, and caring about me also. So shout out to Betty, and looking forward to seeing her when she visits you and your family up. Uh, uh, here in Toronto next month. It'll be fun. And by the way, like I said, it was my uh, 50th birthday, but it was my sister, a birthday Betty on uh, February 16th. So happy birthday, belated happy birthday. Not bad, Norm. I, I look better at 50 now. She, you know, a little bit, uh, 48 years old. I don't care if I'm giving away the age. 48 years old. Not bad, not bad. All right. So let's talk about a couple weeks ago, it was the Super Bowl. All right. I don't want to talk about Kansas City. Because Buffalo should have won. I don't want to talk about about San Fran because you know San Fran going there losing. San Fran lost three, three or three out of the last five Super Bowls. When are they going to talk about them becoming like Buffalo? I want to talk about Norm. This is just between me and you. Of course, I'm going to steal Taylor Swift from Travis Kelsey. All right, I am going to steal. steal. Yeah, I'm going to steal. She has no plans on breaking up. She obviously loves the guy. Listen, Travis Kelsey, Super Bowl champion, but you can't compete with Yeshu, the president of the provinces of Canada, the mayor-elect of North America, soon to run for the mayor of Zimbabwe. You can't compete with that. So Taylor Swift, when you're ready, come over to the right side, come over to the north side here in Canada, eh? And we'll be swifting around Roger Swenner, and we'll be swifting around Saskatchewan North, favorite place, Winnipeg, and all that. I'll show you a good time. And look, I got a good friend of mine right here, a broadcasting legend from Syracuse University. He he's a big time Swifty fan, right, uh, Norm? Yeah, I've got you know a lot of her hits on my Spotify. Definitely, I I, I love Taylor's music. What's on your Spotify? What's on? What's Just on? Just the millions and millions of your fans want to know what you listen to. Well, Joe, that would take about six months of your shows to fill, to go through the 2,000 likes I have on certain songs. So why don't we avoid that? Right, because Betty wants, to know watching what their own Betty wants to know what is your favorite song of ever. Ever? Ever. Oh, that's easy. That's easy. It would be a very pop, it'd be a, probably a lot of people's favorites of my generation. That would be the uh, Beach Boys hit song. And by the way, the one that Paul McCartney, the, the Beatle, who's still a living legend, referred to as the greatest pop song ever written, and that is God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Yes, the harmonies, everything about that. Uh, Carl Wilson's just 
brilliant voice, the late Carl Wilson, written by Brian Wilson, of course, who's sadly, uh, I'm, I was very sorry to hear that. I just saw this the other day. Uh, he's been diagnosed with dementia. Very sad. I mean, Brian Wilson was the genius behind the band, the writing, the writing, the music, the lyrics, all of it. And uh, like I said, Carl Wilson died of uh, cancer uh, quite a while ago. Dennis Wilson died in a boating accident. But yeah, and I grew up with them. But God only knows. I, I play it for young people now. And I say young people in their 20s, or teens. And they'd say, wow, what a song. And a lot of people don't know because they don't, you know, they don't play that stuff on mainstream radio. I don't listen to mainstream radio anymore. And that's one reason why is because they play their favorite hits. Well, I play mine on Spotify or some people have Apple or whatever kind of music. But anyway, yeah, to answer your question, God only knows by the Beach Boys. There's probably a lot of people watching and listening would say, yeah, amen to that. That's a beautiful song. Do you know that song is dedicated to Maple Leaf fans? When are they going to win the Stanley Cup? God only knows. That's dedicated to the Maple Leaf fans. Yeah, well, that's true. God only knows. It probably won't be in my lifetime because, you know, they're just not uh, not deep enough. And uh, I don't think, you know, they, they don't enjoy the physical series of the physical style of play. play of, I'm not saying that they're scared kind of like that, but they're not deep enough. Their salary cap issues are still the same. And they got a lot of money tied up in their top four forwards, which means they can't get the depth they need. You need a strong third and fourth line in the playoffs. You need play. You need depth on defense, which they don't have. And, you know, I'm not so sure if their goalkeeping is good enough. So though those are numerous reasons why I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, the Leafs might win around like they did last year, depending on who they draw. But if they draw the Florida Panthers, barring some unexpected upset, I think they'd be out in the first round again. I, I don't know who they're going to draw. It could be Florida. Boston, who knows? We'll see what happens over the remaining, what is it, 20 games left, Joe? Something yeah, like that? 20, like around 25 games, about six weeks. So anything can happen. I mean, injuries, other teams have problems. But, uh, I, you know, my prediction on the Leafs, maybe win around and then go out in the second round. I just don't think they're deep enough or strong enough to, you know, if they're especially if they have to face a Boston or a Florida. I'm not saying they won't win any games, but I can't see them winning four times against Boston and Florida. That's that's my take on it. Okay, we'll we'll touch on the Leafs uh, uh, in a couple of minutes, but let's uh, you know Super Bowl. Then they had the Pro Bowls. They have the All NHL All Star Game. Yeah. They have the NBA All Star Game and all that. Is it time to get rid of these All Star Games? Like last night, the NBA All Star Game, two hundred eleven to one eighty six. Well, even in the regular season. Even, Joe, in the regular season of the NBA, there's no defense anymore. Look at how high the scores are. You're seeing regularly scores that go over 100 points per team. So it's obviously they don't care about defense. And, I mean, it's not the end of the world. And I'm not saying – obviously, they're still highly skilled athletes, as skilled as, you know, as obviously some of them as, has ever been. Look at LeBron, 20 years, yeah. you know, still doing his thing. Um so, yeah, there's lots of skilled players. There's lots of players that are fun to watch. But, no, in all-star games in general, I, I never watch the NHL all-star game anymore. Uh, the only one that's got something to it that makes it worth watching is Major League Baseball, right? At least there, there is something at stake. Um, and if I was running the National Hockey League, which I'm not, I'd go back if you want to have a bit of an edge to it. I'd go with the Stanley Cup champions versus the All-Stars from the rest of the league. And I'd put points on the line. So I'd say, okay, Stanley Cup champions win the All-Star game. Uh, I would give them uh, 
Uh, like you have to give them more than just like you could give them let's say five hundred thousand a million for the team in um you know the the nhl team give the a point one point to every nhl team yeah that's that's actually fair you're not giving them two or three points but yeah give them each one point so there's incentive for each player to help his club uh and there's incentives to try and be good enough to make the all-star team right Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I would put points on the line in case of the NHL because then you'd see some, I'm not saying dirty stuff, but you'd see some intensity, some hitting. You know, it's like, yeah, I know uh, GMs and coaches don't want to see their players get hurt, but it, it's completely wor- worthless. Okay, the skill competition, you know, like the fastest guy, that's kind of interesting, or, you know, hitting the plates, but that's not enough to make up, like, to watch for an hour. That's for, like, 10, 15 minutes. I never watch the NHL All-Stars other than the skills. I don't certainly don't watch the game. The NBA thing, I watch it for the first 10, 15 minutes to see the introduction. And after that, all they're doing is like layup drills. It's like, come on. I mean, you know, uh, it's nice to see, you know, like that young kid from Indiana, Halliburton. He, he, he's, he's a stud, man. He's going to be a, good for the Pacers. It's like, you know, I'd like to see them win a championship for a change. Uh, they've had some great players in the past, and, you know, they, they had that Reggie Miller era where they they, they really uh, – them and the Knicks had some great battles back in the uh, um, mid-'90s. For like 20 seconds. Around that's that right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny to watch. You see the guys trash-talking and, and making – Reggie saying they're choking, right? So, yeah. well, Reggie Miller is worth the price of admission. Uh, and he's a fun analyst to listen to. I like him a lot. And but also, yeah, there's some good kids. And, you know, obviously the Sixers, it's too bad what happened to Joel Embiid. Man, he's starting to, you know, it's such a – kind of wonder if he's going to be injury-prone through his career. I don't know. I don't know. But he's – hard also because, as you probably know, Kyle yeah. Lowry's dream was always to play Philadelphia. Philadelphia signs him, and hey, now right. Joel Embiid goes down. But one other thing about the All-Star game, let's first start off. And, because it, it, the NFL All-Star game, the All-Star game was a flag, flag football like, You know what, flag football, I can live with that because they're not pretending like, oh, it, it's like yeah. they're not putting on the – putting on the pads would be stupid for football because you can suffer a bad injury. You can't play yeah. football and just gently, you know, tackle a guy. You can't gently – you can't gently go up against, you know, a D, a D lineman and an O lineman and just – gently push each other right because then you are going to get injured so i think they're better off with flag football you know what uh kids will enjoy watching it and might get some kids who want to sign up i played flag football when i was a kid at summer camp it's fun and you know for the most part it's not at all dangerous and you know if you like the game then fine maybe you go to the next level and play high school ball or wherever you know and so no i think i I give the nfl credit for that it's a good alternative to what they were doing and uh, in the nhl the this year was in Toronto, and they got what they wanted. They got Connor McDavid, the best player in hockey right now, against the second best or, or Toronto's best, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews' wit team winning the All-Star game at the end, and uh, Connor McDavid, best player all around. So they got what they wanted. By the way, I want to touch on stadium series games. They had one at, at MetLife Stadium. The next All-Star game is going to be at UBS Arena in the New York Islanders. Uh, we'll touch on Patrick Wall being the coach also. But is it time, or do you want to see them change around the stadium series games? Maybe uh, for a couple days, go to – I have to t- don't have to tell you. 
Chelsea or or, or, or Wembley Stadium or something like that because they're going to take a week off. They can, you know, for an all-star game or a stadium series, take two or three games or days off and just play it and, and give, glow the game because, you know, the NFL is going to – they're going to Spain. They're opening up in Mexico. And, you know, NBA, they have all over the world. They have games in China. NHL should do that. Do you agree? Yeah, well, the NHL, I think, yeah, take it to, but take it to a hockey country. Yeah, I mean, England's not a hockey country, and if you're talking about going to Wembley Stadium, uh, I don't know if they're going to sell that out. I don't know. And secondly, uh, yeah, you could. I don't know if they would allow the NHL to put pipes and freeze the uh, underneath the field. I mean, the, the all the footy teams, all the soccer teams that play there, and, and don't forget the. You know, you wonder what that would do to the turf. I mean, next Sunday, Chelsea and Liverpool play at Wembley in the League Cup final. I can guarantee you the coaches and the players for both clubs would be concerned, like, how good is the turf going to be? I don't think they'd allow Wembley to have a sheet of ice on top. I don't think they would allow that. That could be very risky for the, the you know, you need you don't need excellent. You need perfect turf for that level for the Premier League. And for the European competitions, that you know, you got the Euro tournament coming up this summer. I don't think they would allow it, but you know, Tottenham is kind of as much as they're a Chelsea rival. They are set up. They have they host NFL games. Um, you know, I think the Emirates for Arsenal. Uh, I don't know about the Etihad for Man City, but obviously there's stadiums that could. But I think they'd all be concerned about what having a layer of ice might do to their turf. You know, they're not quite concerned about that in North America. They can live with it. And usually those games happen in the offseason for baseball and football. So it's not really a big threat. They can replace any turf that's damaged if it is damaged. So, but no, just uh, the specificity of taking an NHL All-Star. Yeah, take it to Sweden. Take it to Finland. Um, You know, take it to maybe somewhere I don't know. I suppose you could try it maybe in France. They're hosting the Olympics this summer. Might not be a bad idea. And I'm sure there's there's enough North Americans, you know, that are always in Europe that you could certainly sell a lot of seats. I don't know if you could sell out a big, big stadium, but it's worth a try. Yeah, grow the game. Why not? Well, what's there to lose? And if you don't sell it out, big deal. At least, you know, you're going to get a worldwide audience for sure. Norm, this is called a tease because I'll break the news right now. All right. I was called a team. As you know, I'm, I know a little bit of rest about wrestling. I think you know. No. AEW, WWE's competitor, owned by Tony Khan, the same people who own the Jacksonville Jaguars, own Fulham. Fulham obviously is a, a team in Europe. And yeah, they're just on the road from Chelsea on Fulham Road. That's right. And they have preliminary Craven Cottage. They have preliminary discussions about having NHL game there. Also, I should mention, Tony Khan is his name, and with Shad Khan, that Tony Khan's affiliated with TNT, TBS, all their programming uh, is held on that. They're having preliminary discussions about having a summit, you know, a stadium series game at Craven Cottage in 2027. Okay, 2027. So it's a couple years away, but that should be entertaining to say the least there. All right, I digress. I'm not going to talk about hockey. I want to talk about yesterday. Forget about the All-Star game. The The thing about the All-Star game, they always had the All-Star weekend, slam dunks and three-pointers, but slam dunk, who cares? I want to talk about the thing in the weekend. They had Steph Curry about time against a WNBA player. 
Inescu. And let me tell you, the, everybody, oh, well, she can't shoot. She's up against. If they played, if they had her in the three-point competition, she would tie for 26 points, the winner in the liver, the 26 points. She lost 29 to 26. So she went first. And you should see they had a camera on Steph Curry. Steph Curry was worried. He was cheering her on, but he was worried. And he, and then when he got 29 and he, he won, he was dancing around. What a relief. Do you think we should have more of that? Because I was a big proponent, and I still am, you know, with the PWHL. Since there's no hitting in All-Star games, they should have the ladies and the men playing. Marie-Philippe Poulain should play on the line with Sidney Crosby and McDavid. They should have WNBA play, NBA players against the NBA players or pair them up as part of a team. It, you see, yep. it's 11 to 186. What can be worse than that? No, I agree. In fact, I'd like to see as part of the NBA and NHL All-Star game. Why not have – it doesn't have to be three periods. Why not have, like, I don't know, uh, some kind of a game where it's the women versus the men, obviously without the hitting. There's no hitting in all-star games anyways, so that's not a problem. And in basketball, you don't have to worry about hitting. Obviously, they don't foul even, you know, the men, the all-star, they don't foul each other. You know, it's just, just here, here's a ball, go do a layup or just drop, you know, a, drop a tray from uh, wherever you want. So, yeah, I think you're barking up the right tree. Let the, let, let the women feel the team and, uh, obviously, you grow your audience exponentially. The young girls who play hockey would love to see their their heroes, you know, play against the men. And I think you grow the product, and the TV viewership would go through the roof. Absolutely. All right. So now this part of the show is the Toronto show. It's brought to you by great great friend of Norm. All right, great friend of Norm, Martin Rumack. All right, uh, and you want to tell every day. Where did reach Martin Rumack? Do you want to tell everybody it? Well, he does real estate law. He's in the Young and St. Clair area. As long as you spell his name right, you can find him. Just look him up online. R-U-M-A-C-K, Martin. He'll get your house sold or get your deal done. He'll do your will. I haven't even got a will yet. And I'm, geez, I'm going to be 69 in May. But 69 all I've in got May? To, all right. Next, yeah. next year, next year, since you already so figure out who I'm going to donate when I, when I move on to the next planet, who am I going to donate all my Chelsea stuff to? Ah, I guess I'll give it to the Chelsea Foundation. Why not? So, like I said, it's uh, this portion of the show is Martin Rumack. We're going to talk about Toronto. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, like we said. Uh, what was that song, your favorite song? God Only Knows. God Only Knows. Yeah. But you know what God knows? Next year, despite them not winning a round or winning a round, winning two rounds, the ticket prices are going up 10%. All right? Since 2000. Well, Vlad, I'm a season ticket holder. I would never. I I heard, I don't know if it's true, Joe, are the cheapest seats to buy the standing room and supposedly for 100 bucks a ticket. Am I right about that? Yeah, nine, and, and $98 or something like that. So that, that's that's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay fifty bucks for standing. Right. Why not sit on your chair? Here, Norm, I'm going to ask you a question. 2019, great for the Raptors. Great. Since then, what yeah. have they done? Nothing. Okay, there. That's all you need to say. All right. The Argos, the best for Toronto team, the best team last year. They didn't win the Great Cup, but the year before they won the Great Cup. All right. Now. First, they get all the deposits for season tickets for Toronto for Argonauts. What did they do? Dismantle the team. This year, Toronto not going to be good. All right? Now, 
that leaves the Blue Jays. We'll touch on, we'll close it with baseball, but that leaves TFC. Toronto FC, Norm, we were there when they won the championship. Uh, special shout yep. out. Let's give a shout out to Mike Mazzaro and everybody like that. Here before, we saw them lose in the final. That big upset was Seattle, remember? Yeah, back to back in the finals. Since then, mm -hmm. they have won 10 games. All right. And, and now, more than ever, Toronto and BMO Field is going to be focused. Why? Because the World Cup is going to be 10 games here in Toronto at BMO Field, Expansion Stadium and all that. Now, I know you don't technically know. I know you're doing the other job or whatever. Name a player at the Toronto FC because they start, MLS starts on Wednesday with Messi and the TFC starts Saturday. Name a player that Toronto FC got. They got to get better. They got to do this. Name it. Can you name one player on Toronto FC? Well, okay, outside of Osario. Yeah, the captain. And, he just became the captain. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he's a respected player. Not a, um, not a franchise player. No, he's good and he's popular and he works hard. And I assume they still they still have those uh, the three fellows they brought in from the Syria A from Italy, former team members of of, uh, uh, of the uh, Azuri. Yeah, Insigne Berdevsky, but. Let, let, let's face it, roundabout way. They got them when they're past their prime, which is usually, all due respect to MLS, that's what they do because guys in their prime are going to play in Europe, not in the MLS. I mean, it only makes sense. Right? Yeah, and uh, I'll ask you about Messi now, okay? How do you think yeah. his, well, this is his first full year. He came halfway through the year, but how do you think his first full year in MLS is going to be? They signed his friend Suarez and, and Miami on paper. They have names upon names, all right, on paper. How do you think they're going to do? Well, I don't know how they're going to do, but if you're David Beckham, you know, the owner of Miami, you don't really have to worry about what they do because anywhere that they go with him, you know, there's going to be – like zillions of shirts. I guarantee you, whatever money David Beckham paid to get Leo Messi to sign, I wouldn't be surprised they've made it back already, just in terms of ticket sales, in terms of jersey sales. Like every city he goes to, people are going to, you see it here in Toronto. I forget, one of their primary colors is pink, right? Yep. You see people, all right? And you see people with the Messi Miami jersey because he's Messi, right? It's just like, you know, almost like, you know, whatever sport, Gretzky, take the greatest player. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the city where these stars, superstars play in, but for anyone who's a messy fan, uh, you know, anyone who's of um, uh, of uh, Argentine descent is like, I'll bet you, uh, I'd like to know how many of those jerseys have they sold in Argentina? Probably like uh, as many as there are fans of, of their great uh, and storied, you know, national team, right? Um, I, I wonder if... Uh, my, my Chelsea guy, uh, Enzo Fernandez, who was voted uh, best young player, midfielder for Chelsea, who was voted best young player in the World Cup, teammate of uh, Leo Messi. I wonder if he's got a Miami jersey. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? I mean, you know, arguably, I don't know. You tell me, Joe, uh, and, you know, your father comes from a soccer background. Between, if you're talking about uh, uh, Leo Messi and Pele, I mean, is it even fair to compare generational superstars? I don't he know. He says it, it's 
you can't compare them. He played with Pele and and you know Garincha, Vava, and all that. And in Brazil, for him, Brazil was the team always. And and when when you play the world of soccer, it's perceived England. They score a goal, they play back. Brazil scores a goal, they want to score three. They don't play back. They, they, they score a goal, they want to score another one. But England scores a goal, they play back, defensive style. Messi is something, because look at his age, Look at and he took a chance. Look, a lot of pressure is on him. Let's face it. I'm not, but Joe, all he has to do, like nobody, people who watch MLS, if it's a, a superstar, like when Beckham played for the Galaxy, right? Yeah. Or now you have Leo in Miami. No one really cares because they are fans of these guys in their prime. They just want to see them and get an autograph. They don't care if he had a, you know, he he he's not playing defensive. Like, who wants to see Leo or, or, or Beckham, in, like, when they're at the end of their careers, worrying about, you know, coming back and defending? Like, for what? You want to see Messi? Like, look at the goals. Look at a couple of the goals that Leo's, like, Messi scored. Yeah. You know uh, the game against France, right? I mean, he can still he can still pull rabbits out of a hat. If you're paying to watch Leo Messi, that's what like I don't let you know in hockey we call it goal suck. Let him goal suck. That's what people are paying a ticket for. Oh, like let him stay at midfield, wait for a pass, and yeah, that's what everybody wants to see. You are you want to see him come back and chase a guy down the field and, and then kick the ball, you know, out of play, and then the other team gets a throw in. Or a corner kick is like whoop de doo. I want to see Leo. He's why I'm buying the ticket. He's why I'm buying the shirt. So heck with that. It's like it doesn't matter whether they get ten goals, twenty goals, no goals. It's just he's there. He's a legend. And it's like you know you want to see the legend just play. And if you're lucky, you get an autograph, buy a shirt, and it's like yeah, you're happy. It's like hey, I got to see him once in my lifetime, right? Yeah, in person. Your, your buddy. Uh... When we, they came to T, uh, TFC, BMO Field, thank God. I got a picture with him. He autographed my championship. Who set you up there. All right. So uh, let's, uh, by the way, you mentioned every team that Messi goes to. How do you like to be Toronto FC? The last game of the year. The last game of the year on Saturday, October 5th. All right. Messi, Miami, is due to be at BMO Field. Come on. If it's home and cooled out, Messi probably won't play, so it's again Toronto gets the short end of the stick. But I promise. Well, so go ahead if you want to. I was going to say, if I'm David Beckham, let's say I'll ask you because I'm going to plead ignorant. Is Miami good enough to be a playoff team? Yes, likely yes. next. Okay, so let's say they're they've got a playoff series coming up. It's the last game of the season, regular season, BMO, and Miami's playing. If I'm David Beckham, I could. Unless the league forces me, and maybe they would, because if Toronto's – put it this way. You want to be fair to the Toronto fans. If they're skipping off a Leaf game, they're TFC season ticket holders, it's grossly unfair to them to the last minute that Miami says, ah, you know, uh, he's got a sore left ankle. I mean, they could sit him, and they should if, they, if he's going to be prone to maybe getting hurt. And I think the league would understand. But if you're just sitting because they got a playoff series coming up and he's not hurt, I mean, if I'm a, a TFC fan, I'm sorry, I want my money back. Yep. You know, and I can understand fans would feel that way. Like, well, I'm paying money uh, when ordinarily I'd be watching a hockey game or it's probably, you know, it's probably going to be cold or whatever. There's a lot of things I could be doing or I could sell my tickets. 
So you're going to tell me at the last minute, oh, Leo's not playing. I'm sorry. I want my money back. Well, like, why? What am I sitting out here in the cold weather in October? Uh, I could be at home or be at the, uh, you know, the ACC or Scotiabank Arena watching hockey or the Raptors or whatever, or just, you know, channel surfing. I could watch the game on TV. So I think you got to be fair to the fans who are paying for the tickets in Toronto too. You know, Norm, let's face it. You haven't paid for a game in your life. All right. So <laughs> well, that's not in a long time. That's for sure. Let, let's, and, uh, let, let, let's close it out with, uh, as I promised with the Blue Jays, pitchers and catchers have reported. And now regular players are going to report, I believe Thursday or Friday spring is in right. spring training. Uh, and, and if you're a fan of the Blue Jays, boy, oh boy, they, they wanted, you know, Shohei Atani. Didn't get him. They yeah. wanted Juan Soto. Didn't get him. They wanted everybody under the sun. They didn't get. But Norm, there is a silver lining. There. What's that? They revamped the Rogers Center, three hundred million dollars. But now in the one hundred level, Norm, get excited. The one hundred level, you got a cup holder. Those cups are worth twenty dollars for a for a Coke. All right. So you got a Joe. Joe, I heard for the season opener, you're going to be the feature guest in the hot tub. Is that true? <laughs> you're not supposed to tell that, Norm. I'm still in negotiations. You know, it's a big honor for, for Rogers to have the president of the provinces of Canada, the mayor-elect of North America, to run the mayor of Zimbabwe. All right? So, like, look, it's a big honor. But what, realistically, do you expect from the Blue Jays? By the way, the Blue Jays are going to have a City Connect jersey. I hear, I hear little birdie told me it's going to be Which? A, a city connect. They're calling it city connect, a New Jersey. And they're going to, that to make the black blue Jays. Shh. You mean the black and blue jerseys from the early part yeah, of the millennium? The one when, we, when they unveiled it, we were uh, with Trish Stratus. You were talking yeah. to Trish Stratus. I was doing my work. Where were you? Hobnobbing, you're eating like Mr. Harvey Corman and talking to Trish. Well, who wouldn't want to talk to Trish Stratus? I mean, I'm not even Mr. a wrestling Mr. fan. Right Stratus, where would you go? Well, I don't know. But actually, the one, okay, from that era of Blue Jays, okay, I must say the black jersey, the home jersey with the blue trim and, you know, the, the, the kind of different looking Blue Jay uh, head. Uh, okay, the black home jersey was uh, like that one I kind of liked, okay? But the the white one was nothing special. It was just like, eh, you know, like just a regular white jersey with a design on it. Um, so, yeah, if they bring back the – I would bring it back. Like, you know, the hockey team sometimes, like the Canucks did with their uh, their their uh, logos from the A. They brought back the black jersey is beautiful, the Vancouver Canucks. Have, right? It's a really good-looking shirt. And the Canucks wear it as a third jersey. So I think the Blue Jays, instead of making it a regular thing, if they're going to make it like a third jersey, especially the black one, I don't know if you know which jersey they're going to use, but the mostly black jersey with the blue trim was a nice looking shirt. You know, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't, I, I prefer the original logo, but uh, I, I, that shirt as a third jersey for special occasions, I think would be a good look. And uh, last year they started part one of the renovations of Rogers Center. This year they, finish part two so roger center now is going to look like from what everybody says a real ballpark and it's a real field they took away i think eight thousand seats and everything they made it a real field they're more they're more social and they have a lot of bars there and everything like that but when it comes yes you can do it but the game is still the game is still the game you need players to play the game you need pitchers to pitch well you need hitters to hit well and really, in this offseason, they have donut. 
donut. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 let's say, let's say it doesn't usually happen, but let's say everybody in the division stays mostly healthy. Okay. All the teams in the AL East. They're, Baltimore is better than them. Tampa Bay has proved. When's the last time the Blue Jays finished ahead of Tampa Bay or did anything against them? When's the last time? I can't even remember. No, it's, it's a long time. And, and don't forget, like you always say, Tampa does it on half the payroll of the Blue Jays. Less than half. They're, they're almost always, you can count on it, bank on, check the record, they're third or fifth from the bottom in payroll. They find guys from other teams and make them better than they ever were before. They, I don't know if there's a – is there a better team? Maybe you could say a better team in terms of developing young players. You know, you could probably fit into that group teams that have a much higher payroll like the Dodgers. Uh, they're pretty good at developing. The St. Louis Cardinals historically have been good at that. Uh, even the Yankees, you know, I think it gets overlooked. We talk about the Yankees and their big bucks and the money they spend. But, Joe, lately, uh, really since the end of the Jeter era, uh, I, I think they don't get as much credit as they deserve for the, they have done a decent job of developing some of their own players. I think so. They, Do you agree? They, no, they have done a great job of it. And, and the, and pitching, this guy Cortez came out of nowhere last year. They're pitching. Uh, they, you know, you've got to have in the, in major league baseball above everybody, you have to have a great farm system. You have to have a great yep. farm system and you have to have a lot of players deep with an eye next year, he's going to come up. The following year, this guy's going to come up. The following year, this guy's going to come up. By the way, I just received a text from Steve Carney. It says, nice to see you back, Norm. Go Cuse. Yeah, well, that's right. Why do you do football coaching? Steve is right. Let's go Cuse. There's a reason for optimism uh, for next year for the football team, the coach they got. Uh, is an excellent recruiter. They've brought in guys who were playing at other top schools uh, who transferred out. So I think Syracuse football is going to be back on the map. And Adrian Autry, uh, I think in his first year, has done a decent job. And he's also a great recruiter. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. He's a Sarah, He played for Bayheim in the 90s. And his wife, Adrian Autry, is right, the head coach for Syracuse basketball, uh, is from George, uh, went to Georgetown University. They used to be our hated rivals. Uh, in the nineties, you know, in the days of the Big East, so it's kind of funny. His wife is a, a Georgetown lady, but uh, but anyway, no, uh, you know, they're going to replace you know a legend like Coach Beheim. Uh, they brought in a good one with Adrian Autry, and like I say, I hear great things about our new football coach. That he's one of the most respected in America. And he coached at some elite schools like Georgia, uh, and I uh, forget all the other schools, but he was a defensive coach at the University of Georgia, the Bulldogs. So. Uh, but he's known for his excellent recruiting in, in the New Jersey uh, and uh, Pennsylvania and kind of like the Northeast, but also in the South. So he's an excellent recruiter. So uh, maybe some good times coming up for Syracuse alums uh, in terms of both football and basketball. I hope so. And, and Steve goes, he likes the name of the uh, show Beyond the Score, and he'll be uh, back on any time when we give a private tour of Norm Rumack's home, I mean his ear. So, uh, I'm sure he wants a private tour of my 400 square foot no, bachelor he, he pad. He's seen all the Syracuse stuff. He's got better stuff than me. We did it a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember, and you were showing your ear. All right. So he goes, that was the great one of the greatest moments of his career. We're talking to Norm Rumack's ear. All right. That's Steve Carney. By the way, Steve's going to be back here next week. He's up preparing. Uh, he's, you know, a major league baseball executive now. So he's in uh, training with a, uh, all the new rules and everything like that. So shout out to Steve Barney. All right, Norm, as we close it out here beyond the score, 
any last comments that you want to say and say hi to your friends, family, or or especially a guy you issue? Well, yeah, well, it's nice to be back on, and uh, thanks for being a great friend. And I know you got some great shows, uh, including the women's show, and and my good friend Catalina made her debut. Uh, I know her quite well. She's smart. She's got a she's big heart. Really nice person. Uh, she's beautiful. She reminds me of a. She reminds me of, and I don't think uh, I'm wrong in saying this. If you saw her on the show uh, with, I guess it was Courtney uh, last week yeah. or two weeks ago, you know, yeah. uh, and it's a great women's show that you got, a great women's network. Uh, Catalina reminds me, and I told her this, she reminds me uh, of uh, of Natalie Wood, who made a name for herself starring in West Side Story, you know, and she's just a beautiful, if you look at, you see the show, uh, with Catalina and Courtney, you, you'll see I'm not exaggerating. She looks like a it looks to remind you a lot of Natalie Wood, one of the most beautiful actresses who ever lived. So check it out. And uh, Joe deserves a lot of credit for the for the FEM, uh, the Women's Network and shows. And good for you, Joe. It's it's been spectacular. All right. So that leads me to uh, the big announcement. First of all, about FEM, female empowerment movement. Uh, check out Catalina. Check out Courtney. Courtney does a great job. Uh, Courtney Riddell, the Renaissance Mama. And also get uh, our friend, our friend, Julie Hinton Green, living in the now. Uh, Julie's been an amazing friend to us for, I know, for 25, 30 years. Shout out to her husband also. So, uh, and of course, we got uh, Nikki and check out the uh, uh, female empowerment movement, but also Fired Up Network. Now, I'm going to announce this. Norm, I'm bringing you back to life once again. Once again, Norm, do you understand that you're going to have millions and millions of fans in Zimbabwe, in Bangladesh, in Finland, in Czech Republic, in Romania? Uh, shout out to the people, the three people you know. No, wait. How about China? Do you know that Chelsea has the largest social media following in, in China of any I team? I but you cut me off like always. In China, well, in Japan, in Australia, in, in, in Argentina. Do you have any uh, thing to say in Spanish, Norm? Yeah. Uh, muchas gracias. Uh, buenos dias. Buenas noches. Uh, y vaya usted con Dios. How's that? Okay, that's not bad. So, again, uh, in, in, we have launched truetvplus.com, our own network. We're partnered up. Fired Up Network is fired up with truetvplus.com. And in the next week, we're going to have several apps, Roku, Amazon, uh, Apple, Android, TCL, Local Now. We're going to have it all. We're going to have it all. And I'll let the cat out of the bag. You're watching the Fired Up Network. We also have Femme. We also have Wrestling Spotlight, where a lot of wrestling is going to be. But thanks to my good friend, Donald Schaefer, you spoke to him. He said, you guys are yes. doing an amazing job. We're going to add a new Fired Up Network, Fired Up Sports Extra. Fired Up Sports Extra. So it's like TSN has TSN 1 and 2 and 3 and all that. Well, now we have Fired Up Network, Fired Up Sports Extra, Fam. We're coming, Norm, and maybe, just maybe, if there's a God, can give you a little bit of shekels, all right? Just maybe. Look how happy he is with that. Well, I appreciate that, Joe. You know, six figures for me six and a check. Is, a shekels. You're lucky if you get two figures, all right? So, like, we start off slow here. To get two figures from you. We, we start off slow <laughs> here. But, you know, I, 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 like, guys like, like Steve Carney, 
like John Freeman Nelson, a Hall of Famer, like Norm Rumack, like I mentioned, Julie Hinton Green, uh, all the players, Tracy Murray, Junkyard Dog, uh, The Rock, uh, Goldberg, everybody like that, part of our network. And it's going to be bigger and better. Randy Cross also. So check us out, Fired Up Network on True TV Plus. And Norm, as we close it out, do you want to tell everybody how they get a hold of you? Well, because I do security work, I'd rather not. Oh, I'm talking uh, online. Oh, online. Well, on Facebook, it's easy. My radio name, Storm and Norm, not Norman, Storm and Norm, abbreviated Rumac, okay? On Twitter, at Norman Rumac. And, of course, now you'll see me back again with my good buddy Joe regularly, at least once a week and maybe more often on the Fired Up Network. And uh, Joe, I'll give you credit, Beyond the Score. It's a great name. I love that because you and I talk about a lot of issues that are beyond the scores and the specificity of what goes on in a game. It's uh, a lot of, the, you know, there's so many issues in sports we can talk about, personalities we can talk about. So, yeah, it's a great name for this show, Joe. I like it yeah, very much. And next week you're going to go Beyond the Score because on Saturday – WWE presents Elimination Chamber from Australia. The event starts at 5 a.m. And guess who's going to cover it, Norm? 5 a.m. on Saturday. You are. You are from Australia. What about that? Well, I'm going to stay up for 12 hours doing my security gig from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., Joe. Now, now, now you're asking if you want five figures, you better stay up. All right, Norm? This has been Beyond yeah. the Score here on the Fired Up Network. Check out TrueTVPlus.com. Norm will be back. Hopefully each and every week, maybe more than once a week, and hopefully with Alex Campbell. And we got some big, big names also planned for this show. Stay tuned. Norm, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. We were supposed to do a 10-minute show, and now it's a 45-minute You caught so. him talking 46 minutes. Oh, you can't. oh, my gosh. Thanks, Norm. Okay, thanks.